Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures and our very special creator quest with Dale from Right on Dale. He is running an adventure for us in the TTRPG system and world he is creating. This adventure is called Eshabel Tolls Fallen, and this is episode two. You remember Fledge, the leader of the Felwinger, having heard a voice whispering, barely audible, that said, come home, come home. I'd like for us to jump from that dark, rainy day just after the funeral pyre when everyone was mourning and celebrating those that had passed on. I want to skip forward two weeks. Now, in this time, I would think that you three have had some interactions more frequently, especially considering the altercation and the conversation that was had that night before the pyre. There was no way that you guys wouldn't be able to rub shoulders. These leaders were literally shouted down by the head of the army. That's going to leave a bitter taste. But through a course of conversation, your characters, and I, I would actually say Wintrick specifically, was able to build a rapport. However, I think that in the course of those weeks, Festig and Nyrix both have been very heavily involved with their leaders as they've been trying to confer and find an audience with this man with with Fledge. Fledge has become much more compassionate, oddly enough, and I think that I can volunteer that for you guys. He goes out of his way to help people move forward to wherever it is that he's leading them. And I think that the most notable challenge that you would have seen from leadership within the camp is that people like Algerman and Krimrog they probably would have challenged him on this, but he actually shifted directions. They were planning on going to the coast, at, at the eastern coast. But they've turned north, almost directly north. And you've been going for quite some time. Within the first four days of your change of direction, you crossed from prairie land into desert. And you've been going into the desert for the last 10 days or so. And everyone is wondering, like, where is he taking us? There's leadership within this group that do challenge him, that will ask him about it. And all he tells them is, I am being led, essentially is what he's saying. I am being led. Well, led by who? And that's when Fledge will look them in the eye and tell them, By the ancestors that you have no idea the significance of. And what's interesting about that in this world... And as I, I'll give you this bit of world building and then we'll jump into the gameplay. What's interesting about that is that ancestry is huge amongst the tribes of the Felwingers separately. So you have your Wolfkin, the wolf folk, essentially. You have your trolls, you have your orcs, you have all these different lineages and races that populate this conglomerate of, of tribes. But every one of them, in one way or another, they have always come back to this idea of ancestry. Like, it is a powerful motivator. And it could be that ancestry, like, if you don't honor the ancestors, you will die a burning, fiery death. That could be fear. It could be by honoring the ancestors, you have spirits on the other side that are willing to guide and protect you. It's very positive. But it's always that range of either highly negative or highly positive interactions with your, with your family that causes this powerful upbringing. And so when he invokes ancestry, when Fledge invokes ancestry, it is the only trump card that would demand that the tribes remain united at least until they get to where he's guiding them. You guys have been going for quite some time. Now as you guys are moving your wagons, it is, it's interesting to see, but there's definitely, there are elements that you have realized with your wagons, with these wheels. You've had to kind of adapt and there are actually some artisans and craftsmen that used to create tools for war that have actually adapted some of these wagons into sleds that are able to be pulled across the sand instead. And a lot of your animals as well, they've actually retrofitted sand shoes for many of your oxen. And even some <laughs> some of the taurins who are feeling quite strong and manly or you know competitive, I think, it's, I think you, you would have noticed... Um, Windtrack, even amongst your own kind, that there are some that are stubborn, really stubborn and competitive, and they have done everything in their power to try and be 
you know, outwitting one another and pulling their card and, oh, I can pull two cards now or whatever, you yeah. know. Just, oh, it's not sure. even boys will be boys. It's Torin will be Torin. <laughs> um, yes. And I think I think Wintrek takes uh, is takes part in that maybe a little bit. Not not maybe to the uh, you know super competitive extent, but he uh, he definitely recognizes how to connect, and that being one of the ways to connect to those individuals. So he'll he'll join in a little bit. So <laughs> I want you to take a look at either of your body stats, movement or brawn. And I want you to pick oh, one. Geez. Let me okay. know what it is, and you're going to roll for it with your D6. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and do brawn, uh, because one of the things that I have is uh, intuition uh, hmm. that I used for, that I assigned to brawn. So on a failed roll, I can roll my mastery die and ha- add up to half the result to the previous. Excellent. That's smart. Well done. Okay. Uh, you roll yours and tell me what you have. Okay. And remember, if it's a failed roll, it technically counts as anything three or lower for a D6. Anything anything half or less. That's a one. That's a one <laughs> on the, on roll the initial roll. Yeah. Roll my master that added to half the result. One, one, one. Okay, so that's a four, so added two. So that's three, which I think is still a fail. <laughs> so three plus your modifier, is that correct? Or do you have a modifier? I don't have a mod on that. Okay, so... That in mind, I'm going to roll mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. uh, You have challenged this guy, Thunchar, which literally his parents were, like, quite... You assume that it's because his parents were out on the town and weren't thinking clearly the night that he was conceived that they decided to name him Thunchar because you know that his full name is Thundercharge. Um, it's uh, not super special. It has nothing to do. They thought it sounded cool. That's, that's the kind of name in your culture that, oh, that sounds really cool. It's not actually that cool. Um, <laughs> so Thunshar and you go head to head, and you're tugging on this thing as hard as you can. The sand's slipping. Your sand shoes are loose. This dude rolled an eight. Oh. It's, not a, it's not a crit. It's one below a crit. But that that dude is powering through. He probably stands a foot taller than you, a head taller than you. And he is just powering through. He's not even like a bison folk like you are. He's much more of like a bull, like your traditional oh, okay. bull, like fighter. Yeah. Um, and he just plows ahead. It is <laughs> impressive. Uh, and the entire time afterwards, he's giving you crap. It is, it's all in good fun. And for the rest of the party, I think that seeing that, you'll notice that there is people in camp that even over this trip, People have been trying to reconcile their feelings about being displaced, about the war, its loss, and all of that. But you find that in little moments like this that for a couple dozen families around, the mood gets lighter. It's so much better to be around and to be on this trek with your with your people, knowing that you are in it together and that you can have fun despite the circumstances. There's just something... It's the feeling you get when you are coming out of a dark tunnel and you see that light growing brighter and brighter and you're just waiting for that final escape out of the tunnel where you burst into the sunshine but for now all you know is that it's getting brighter and it feels right now let's jump to some of our other friends now that we've had that little role (laughs) i'm actually going to open this up to everybody here i'm going to introduce several situations where we find ourselves and you have the chance to earn some karma points here For those at home, karma is how you can upgrade your character's stats, how you can upgrade their scale, or how you can upgrade different areas in different situations, like their stances, that you can use your stats in. Now, because of that, it's going to be a little nuanced. You guys are going to have to pay attention to the best you can to roleplay well and to see if you can't help or not help in a given situation. So here's some of the things that you guys see, and I want you to know there's three situations that you could potentially jump in on. You can assist one another as well uh, and participate together in a given challenge. But I will say that the three of you are able to notice as you're walking together, because leadership will pretty much be peppered throughout, but they will send you back and forth as messengers between the different leaders, as uh, communication to other, you know, sub-generals or squires or knights that are there with you that are trying to help corral everybody. 
there's three situations that you spot closest to you. And this happens to be, well, one of you, I would imagine Nyrex is actually on his way back to the end of the, the end of the group to be with the other Scaladron. But there's an elderly couple of wolf folk hobbling amongst the crowds, and one of them stumbles to the ground. That's one opportunity. The next is a Scaladron child sprints away through the crowd, drawing the ire of none other than Algermon. Hey! Get back here! Now, apparently, he's bellowing out something that the kids run off with his ring of protection that he keeps in his pocket. Now, that he's just bellowing that over and over and over again. Give me back my ring, kid! And the third and final one that you see is an automata servant to Krimrog stumbles into a troll who devolves into a tantrum. Now, this automata was, was kind of carrying some bags, and you know that, you know, Krimrog has this big family, so he kind of needs the extra hands, especially in moving his tents and things like that. This automata is probably as big as a troll. He's probably seven to eight feet tall. But we, in this world, trolls are even more aggressive than orcs out of, out of their nature. They, they don't have a whole lot of intelligence to back them up. But in this situation, the troll is even more temperamental. And he has a long club. If he were to throw a long arcing swing, he could probably hit someone one space or even two spaces away. He's just that big. So there's three opportunities for you to step into help. And I will let you guys choose where you go from here. But for now, you're just in transit following Fledge. Um, I think Nyrax would definitely go... Try and catch the Scaladrin child with the ring. I would say, would you say that you are further ahead of the line, or are you further behind the line? Um, it depends on where I am being sent to. Okay, no, I remember. Like, I, You're going I, back to the Scaladrin, and the Scaladrin are yeah. on the last of the line from what I would call. So you're going to actually be yeah. walking through the Torrens quite shortly, but yeah. from behind, you see this little scale folk child is sprinting forward, and trips and then continues running. And that's when you hear Algerman freaking out about the fact that someone's ring of protection is his ring of protection has been stolen. I would love for you to choose any number of those six base stats. Tell me what you want to do and which stat you want to use with it. Or use your stats, I should say, to flavor what you do. Um, I think at first, Nyrax would definitely try and get a handle on what's going on. So he'd probably use his instinct to, like, understand what's going on. And then once he's figured that out, then he would use his move to for action, basically. If that Okay. Sense. Go ahead and roll instinct. What's your modifier on that one? Uh, two. Two? Gotcha. Go ahead. Plus two. That is a seven. Seven total. Okay. All right. So... As you see this kid sprinting up to you, your instincts start telling you by the look in his eyes, this is purely observational. Your instinct is your sensory, right? So your observation, yeah. what you hear, what you see, what you smell, taste, and touch. The vibe yeah. that you're getting and what you see, you see in his body language that there's a panic there. Okay. And in a way, you would not remember what it would be like to have a sibling. You, you don't remember. You don't know. No. But you would be able to recognize when two siblings doing something they know they shouldn't get caught and one of them gets blamed for everything. Mm. That's the look in this kid's eyes. I was just blamed for everything. I didn't do it. Help me, please. He's sprinting towards you. He has not made eye contact with you. You probably have one action to do something here, but he is still running. Could I try and, like, basically swoop this child into, like, a corner or, like, a place to hide real quick so I can talk to him and figure out what's going on? I think, yeah. You, I would imagine that there's carts all over the place. It would be really easy for you to do this. However, I will say that you need a movement roll and a really good one yep. to not only snag him, but to twist yourself in a way that Algerman doesn't immediately just rush up and snatch the kid himself. Yeah. I rolled a one, but I get plus five, so it's six. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the interesting things in Eternal. 
When you roll a critical fail, that is a crushing defeat. Technically, okay. it is just by law, you have failed. Numerically, because the dice is a six, six is, if it's a six on the dice, it is a crit, a critical success, yeah. an inhuman feat. So we kind of have to honor this in some way. And I'm going to let you choose. Do you successfully remove him from harm's way and get him hidden? Or do you signal in some way to Algermon? Because one way or another, that's going to play into some social mechanics for later. And the benefit of having him know is that you are being honest. I think I would signal to Algerman that I've got this in a way. Okay. And you still, you said that you want to stop the kid. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to let you do that, but you are signaling to Algerman at the same time. So it's not like you're doing, it's not a full success. I'm not going to let you have a full success. Yep, yep. It's also not a full failure in this case. Yeah. So Algerman thunders up. Oh, it's you. Would you say your name was Shadow Scale or something? Nyrax Shadow Scale. All right. Thanks for <clears throat> catching the kid. Now, if you'll just hand him over to me, I'll make sure that he gets his due. Let me talk to the child. I feel like there's something more going on here than you realize. I need you to make any social role that would be either persuasive or convincing or intimidating, whatever you want to flavor it with. Make a social roll if you can. Um, and let me know which one you pick. I feel like he's mostly talking through instinct since he noticed that the child was... Mm. He had the look of, I didn't do this. Someone set me up kind of thing. So you're kind of leaning on that, what you saw. You saw something yeah. deeper than that. Okay. I, I feel a, a strong feeling of something going on. Why don't you give me another D6 and add that instinct? We'll just see where this goes. I'm curious. I want to know how Nyrex would successfully pull this off. Um, seven. Seven total? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got five minutes. Then I need him back. Five minutes is all I need. And you, you recognize black and blue scales swirled. And you know for a fact that this kid is actually one of the children of Krimrog. Yeah. I was going to ask that earlier if I would have recognized yep. this child. And you do. And I do. So I'm not going to, you do not know his name. You've, you're just there for orders. You listen to one guy, you know his name, you know his wife by passing, but no one else. Yeah. Okay. This kid, the little girl, <laughs> freaking out. Now the crowd is kind of swooping around you and Algerman has continued ahead slowly he's like mm -hmm. glaring glowering down at you too as you're talking to her young one what is your name <laughs> Kaylin <laughs> and you see that she's got her hands clutched around her hands are tight together clasped together Kaylin what do you have there She'll kind of blink up at you for a minute and then almost remembering where she is, she like looks down at her hands and immediately opens them up. You see a little bobble fall into her hands, a ring. It's got a red gem in the center and a rune that glows a muted blue beneath the stone. But it's got this gold ring actual like casing to it. So you've confirmed that she has the ring. Yeah. I don't know that you've confirmed your suspicions of it though. You still have that feeling that I'm not, I don't have the whole picture here. Young one, why do you have this ring? She'll kind of immediately, her eyes look to the big tauren up ahead, whose shoulders are still lumbering over the top of the crowd. And I think it doesn't need a roll. I think that you would understand that she's still intimidated by this guy. It's okay. I will smooth things over once I understand what is going on, Kaylin. Kaylin. I found it on the ground and that's the truth I, he, 
I saw I saw it fall out of his pockets, and I wanted to make sure that he was... I just wanted to give it back, and he thought I took it. Can I roll some sort of, like, what would an insight type thing be here? It would either be awareness or smarts. And one is more cerebral, that's the smarts. The other one is more empathetic or spiritual in nature, which would be aware. I feel like I would try smarts, but it's not my good stat, so I'll sure, still try sure. it. That's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have a negative one in that one? Yeah, I did. And I rolled Beautiful. a one. Beautiful. And you rolled a one. Okay. Uh, there's just no way to discern. This is a this is a steel trap. This this it's locked shut and you can't open it. There's you can't figure out a way to reconcile this. All you know is that as far as she understands, she picked up this ring from the ground and was trying to give it back. And in fact, she will walk to you and reach up to you with one of her hands. She puts the ring in one hand and reaches with the free one. If you'll let her, she takes your wrist and kind of pries your hand open. I would imagine she needs to do that. You, you may be used to being around children, but certainly not working with them. Yeah. Um, she kind of pries your claw open and rests the ring inside and closes it and then kind of steps back and kind of kicks it at the sand a little bit. You want me to go up there with you? I can make sure that I, I can... I, I want to say sorry. Just stay behind me. I will do my best to smooth things over. I will say I'm going to roll a dice. I'm going to have you roll your d6. And both of us together are going to essentially mechanically say which direction this goes. This is a contested social role. And for right now, I would say Algermon is on the defensive. But for sake of brevity, we're going to have this done mechanically, not necessarily through role play, if that's okay. Okay. Go ahead and roll yours. If you'd like to flavor it with a stat, you can feel free to do so. Um, we'll use instinct. Great try and maneuver my way peaceably. I got a four. It's a good thing because our boy Algermon got a natural one. Ooh. I will say because <laughs> of your observation, because of your being able to say, this is what I saw. This is what, and people will corroborate that if you ask. I would imagine that you would, especially consider that he's still walking nearest the people that kind of witnessed the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That people are able to corroborate and that you successfully convince him that it was an accident and that he's not going to look poorly on the kid. Now, because of that, you are going to gain one karma. Now, that karma is rewarded because Algermon trusts you to some degree more. Before, he might have been neutral. Yeah. Now, he is at a five, level five social. Before, he was at four. Now, he's at five because he knows that you, he can trust you. Other people have corroborated you. He doesn't have any grudges against you. So, he knows that you can be trusted. And he sees mm -hmm. you as an informant, not necessarily as a friend. Yeah. Okay. Out of the other two situations, well done, by the way. Out of the other mm -hmm. two situations, there's the elderly Volfolk. One of them has just stumbled, the, the woman of the pair. Um, she has stumbled to the ground, and people are kind of crowding and getting close to walking over her. And you also have the troll who is going to be, who has the threat of becoming violent with his tantrum going on. Realizing that the... Like, there's a potential tantrum going on. Festeg is going to kind of rush over to that situation to try to intervene. That sounds great. So, in that situation, uh, the automata has, just as you get close enough to start yelling at them over the, over the group, which is pretty close, it's pretty loud, um, the troll shoves the automata to the ground. Now, this automata is close enough to Krimrog that his family is within immediate danger of this. So if the Warforged, let me see if the Warforged is able to keep his footing. He's not super great at it, but we'll see how he got. Okay, he got a five. That is a partial success. That is a yes, but. So he's able to avoid crushing people, but he is off balance. He's trying to get his feet back. Okay. Um, yeah, like Festig would probably see that, like, especially see the danger that Krimrog and family are in with the, mm -hmm. if he were to collapse, and be like, Try to immediately go, like, brace him up and be like, whoa, 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 calm down. <laughs> I don't want to calm down. This guy here bumped me 
and I don't know what else to do about it but to let him know what I think of him. And I think with that, uh, Fastig is going to, like, go off to the side of him and, like, just, like, intentionally, like, find a spot where there's not people behind him and just intentionally just kind of shoulder bump into him and be like, <laughs> like, there, yes. I've bumped into you now. Let's bring this over here. Okay, I want you to roll your brawn. All right. And would this be a clash roll? This would, I would call this clash. Yeah, it is a physical, it is a aggressive maneuver. Uh, even if you are trying to do it as a defensive gesture, you're trying to get the attention off, it is still an, aggress- an aggression on yeah. someone else. Woo-hoo. Go ahead and roll and tell me your total. Uh, so that is a seven total. <laughs> okay, let me roll this. <laughs> okay, so... Frick, man, it's been a while since I've seen this. Let's jump <laughs> back over into our notes. We're, I'm going to find my notes on something called a stalemate because you guys matched oh. your number. Oh, no. Stalemates are fun. When you're in combat and you have this opportunity, stalemates are essentially when you become locked into a saber fight, an axe fight, a fist fight, and you're just resting on one another. You're pushing, you're trying to gain purchase, but you can't. So in this situation, I think that you and this troll, he actually... When you go to shove him, he catches you. And as you as he tries to pull away, if you keep him in grip, I think that that's what would lock you into this stalemate. Do you yeah. want to try and keep him in? Do you want to keep him in? Because he hasn't moved. Yeah, I would keep him in just to kind of hold him in place and, like, hope people would kind of take a note to maybe clear the space a bit, like seeing a, a little scuffle. Yeah, out here, people, like, are, people are clearing the way, and the, the traffic is getting blocked by the people that are behind you in the crowd. But I would say that this troll kind of looks you in the eye. He, he goes back to trollish, this really guttural, disgusting, it sounds like a perpetual loogie being hawked. But he's talking to you, and he says, You would side with that mechanical monster, brother? I would try to keep us, keep walking right now. I want you to roll another brawn or some way, some other number that would help you break out of the stalemate. I will say, if you are successful, it counts as an attack and he will be subdued unless he chooses to act again. Okay. So roll yours. I'll roll mine when this is still contested. But however you roll forward. Oh, boy. Okay. Roll. Uh, I, yeah, I probably would have been like trying to jerk him in the motion and like kind of like swinging him out of the way like so kind of going clash again and I rolled a 7 <laughs> my friend he rolled a 9 so in this Brutal. moment he catches you you, tr- you he tries to pull away and because you won't let him go mm-hmm. he gut checks you with his elbow he just leans in with his shoulder and straight up knocks the wind out of you I will say with this instance because he got two above your result you will take two hit points Okay. It was that much of a hit. However, how do you react? Do you gather yourself? Do you lash out? How do you respond? I think Pride would want to take over at this moment of just being like, all right, it's on. But he's also (laughs) wanting to hold back a bit, though, too. Just like, he's also like, I I did this to de-escalate the situation. Don't escalate it. Like, what would be the (laughs) best thing to roll in this instance of kind of a contest, I guess, will check would that be the i would say will is using your strength of personality to say essentially it's like the 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 captain's stare like when the captain of a guard looks at someone in his platoon and just stares at them in the right way to shut them up get them to behave yeah so i would say drive would be your best and his drive is not that great either even if his (laughs) tantrum his his excuse me his will i think is it will that's on your sheet Will yes. is the stat that is, yes. So it will, will be Will. Will is linked to soul. Drive is in the bio. Yes. Drive is essentially his initiative, which that is extremely high. But his will is not. Go ahead and make a roll with your drive. I will roll mine. What'd you get? With drive or with Will? Sorry, with Will. With Will. With will. Uh, that is a four. <laughs> four? Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this troll glares at you in another stalemate (laughs) but rather than rather than go into full combat i think that the fact that another troll stopped him kind of what came as a slap in the face 
So even at risk of losing, being perceived as losing, he's reconciled this idea that, you know, trolls don't betray each other. Mm-hmm. And you essentially stood up for some random warforged, not even a, a real person. And he's, he's just going to snort and spit in the sand and clump away. Just get out of the way. Festing would get out of the way at this point. Now, the Warforged that you had helped, excuse me, not Warforged, that's a different franchise. <laughs> the Atomaza <laughs> that was carrying bundles and it was essentially wearing a backpack of tarps for the tent for Krimrog kind of shuffles up to you. He's actually he's pretty tall. He's as tall as you. Yeah. And he will simply say, thank you for your assistance. I saw your load. I saw the the, the smaller folk behind you and I didn't want want their lives in danger just because of a small intrication. I avoid him as much as you can, but he'll cool off. That is, that is sound advice. Thank you. I will say, I was quite afraid for a moment. There have been times when I have squashed, uh, and he kind of, his head is kind of like R2-D2. It just swivels <laughs> almost 180 degrees behind himself to check to see if someone's <laughs> really listening. And then it rotates back to you. I once squished a small platoon of goblins in such an altercation, and I did not want to repeat such an instance again. So I thank you. <laughs> I think with that, like, Festing is just kind of like, <laughs> uh, I probably had it coming for him, but... <laughs> <laughs> you have a bunch of goblins walking by, oh, this guy's a joker, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> a couple of them spit at your feet. You probably don't care. It's just tiny yeah. little drops to you. So great. Now... The last one, we had, we did have, technically, we had an opportunity for you, too. And I will say, because of that, you were able to do that predominantly. I like this idea. I like it a lot. So I'm going to have you, <laughs> I'm going to have you essentially take two karma points. I give you that bonus only because you were able to, you started off combative, which even if you had won, you would have gotten one karma. But I think that with the way that you did that, by doing also some manner of diplomacy, that you reach for diplomacy at all, I'm going to give you a bonus. So you have two karma to work with. Mm -hmm. Now, at home, as you guys are pouring over these karma points, you're like, what can I use this for? Again, you can use it to upgrade your character after the session is done. Or you can use them in the session to provide some kind of deus ex machina in some way. It's not going to be all powerful. It's not going to be like, oh, well, I, I resist you know, the killing blow. It's going to be much more that one factor in that altercation that would lead to a killing blow is nullified. So that could be the range. It could be the damage. It could be the person's ability to hit. It could be a detriment to him or a benefit to you. It's how you choose to tell the story. It's essentially your way of taking control. Now, the Volfolk at this point, the two Volfolk, by this time have been helped they've moved forward and i will say Wintrek, don't worry i will give you a karma point as well because Perfect. of your experience in dealing with and playing with some of the other torrens of your tribe okay um awesome moods moods are high like you your yeah. your influence here did have great benefit to the people around you and i would say that even if this troll is having a tantrum and even as this child is kind of pulling a tantrum from another tauren your leader that your actions did have some effect in keeping the morale consistent across the board. I like that. Now, you guys are continuing to go on. And I think that we come to a point where the sun is beginning to set. It is probably six in the afternoon and the sun is getting low. But you finally come on this area where you see some crags. And these crags, it's kind of like driving out of the Vegas uh, area. If you've ever driven to Las Vegas going north... You'll, you'll see that it's just it's dirt, it's sand, it's been cultivated because of the population, but here it's just sand. These crags are spiny. They are very much sedimentary rock, like what you see at the Grand Canyon or even some of the red cliffs in Utah. But they have been... It's almost as if someone dropped an enormous clay pot and it's shards, these enormous shards. You could probably climb those or rock climb those for hours on end. They're huge. And there are certain areas where some of them lean together and create little pockets underneath. We're talking, this is not just, oh, well, a little kid could crawl inside the crawl space. No, 
These enormous pieces are essentially openings to cave systems. And I think that which one of you guys has the best... I don't think we did focus on mind a whole lot. Is there someone here that has a very high spiritual or, or soul stat that would be able to use awareness very well? Uh, I've got three, uh, plus three in awareness. Uh, Wintrek does. Okay. Wintrek, I'm going to have you roll that just to become aware of where you might be. Yeah. Uh, it's a four on the die, so seven. Seven. I will say you barely make this. You barely discern this. There's a sense of passion and drive behind your leader, Fledge. And I think that in his his dialogue with people, when he talks, you hear him over and over saying, I'm bringing us home. I'm taking us home. Over and over again. Tival has not said another word except to just support his leader. But when you ask, I imagine you've asked him a couple times, he says he's just taking you home. Yeah. And that in this instance, there is a sense of familiarity about this in a very weird way. Like, you may not have been here in the past yourself, but you know that there is some ancestral energy here. And again, that ancestry draws some great power, especially to someone as sensitive to greater powers as you are. Yeah. So I want you to, as you're looking around, I think that you would most pay attention to the fact that these tunnels don't look like... They, they remind you of clay pots that have been, you know, leaned together. Uh, could could I go to um, Algermon, actually, and, and, yeah. ask, and ask him um, about some, like some older stories of our people um, or if our people have any kind of uh, history in this area that like folk folk tales, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I can tell you, um, you go and approach Algermon and you initiate that conversation. He kind of him-haws for a minute. He's still kind of steamed about this random Scaladrin kid. (laughs) Um. Well, if I'm completely honest, son, I think that it's kind of, uh, it's not really our history, but from what I've understood of what people have told me from the orcs and the trolls, I think they might be the better ones to ask, but uh, I, I can tell you what I know. And he explains that he, he invites you to look down at the sand. This won't require a perception or any kind of role for you. You notice that before, the sand was that dingy brown, gold, yellow, brown look, the tan that you see in a regular desert. But as you've gotten closer, probably within the last mile, you've seen flecks of black, and then you see stones of black, and then you see the sand itself is black. And I think that you realize that this sand is, it's not just like pulverized quartz. There is actually people that are complaining about, especially the 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 full folk, those that have soft padded feet. They're complaining that they have cuts on the bottoms of their feet, and you realize that that only really happens. You you were in one of the libraries at Brule. You were studying magic there, yeah. But I don't think it was uncommon for you to interact with other disciplines and to realize that your experience at Brule actually informs what you know about this, and that it is or was anciently volcanic. Okay. And you are dealing with enormous lava tubes. And I, uh, in in knowing that um, and seeing kind of what the damage is done to some of these like Volfolk and uh, things, mm-hmm. could, I, could I take some of this, uh, like maybe use my staff or something and break a chunk of the, the rock off and uh, maybe try and grind it up into a powder to use uh, in some mm. way, just to kind of mm. have have something. I like that. I like that. Let's try it. So I'm going to do this to say, because this is, magic in this world is, a, is some kind of discovery. It means that you can add elements and see if they combust, but it's determined by how well you roll the dice. Okay. So as we learn this, we're going to be discovering it together and that if people are successful, it's not necessarily that they did anything much different than you except for possibly technique or a certain yeah. stat roll. Yeah. So in this instance, to break it off, you would require a brawn. But I okay. think if you use your magic, that might actually help you too. So let's say that you're going for, let's have you use a mana, and you're okay. trying to break off a stone from one of these crags. 
I want you to, if you're using a mana, I want you to use your, the spell caster stat. Pick a stat as the, the stat you're using to cast this spell with. If that's brawn to break this with, now I would count that. Awareness might also help, but I would say break breaking this off is going to require a bit more umph. Yeah. Would would Will be in there just kind of trying Ooh, to, yes. to do more asserting That's my a great point. self? Okay. I like that better. Okay. Uh, then I'll do Will. I get a plus two to this. That's I would a, say you're trying... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, that's a five on the die, so seven. Okay. With a seven, you successfully break off about a child's fist-sized chunk of this. It is shaped like a... It's an uneven arrowhead, essentially, is how it's shaped. And it okay. breaks off like obsidian glass. So you now have this with you. And you can grind it as you play. I will say that you can take time to do this and get it done faster. Or you can just take the next few hours and do it that way. And just kind of passively be crunching it as you go. I think I'll wait until we stop. And, okay. Uh, he'd be more focused on doing something else. I think. Great. Now... It's at this point that people are circling around Fledge. Fledge has found another boulder to stand on. The guy likes his boulders. <laughs> As he commands everyone, circle up around here. Tivol, gather the people and make sure that we can disperse this out. Get the leaders up here so we can tell them to. Yes, sir. And he kind of goes out. All right, everyone, gather in, gather in. Yeah, Wintrack will kind of be helping, like, stop people and, and turn their attention and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like the rest of the crowd might be doing that. The rest of you guys, I should say, would be doing that as well. Is that fair? Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. I'd be helping the Scaladrin. Okay. Excellent. Favoritism is fine. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, have to, I have to throw my digs in there eventually. Um, oh, yeah. So Fledge circles everyone up and he starts talking before the, the entire... There's no way the entire group could hear him because there's just so many people. He essentially says, Right. These are our priorities to get ourselves set out. And that's when people are like, well, what do you mean, set out? We're in the middle of a desert. Yeah, no da, sir. Just listen up and I'll tell you what's happening. I've been telling you over the past few weeks that I've been led. Our ancestors are speaking to us. And they have brought us back home. These are the sands and the refuge of the Wishara. And there's a murmur that goes up amongst the orcs. Now, for the trolls, I don't know that anyone else in the group would know this except by rolling at a disadvantage. Roll for smarts at disadvantage to see if you remember anything about this. But for trolls, because you're so closely related, you're essentially cousins to orcs. You would know that the Washara are the ancient ancestors of the orcs and the trolls. It's, it's the nation that essentially bore those two great lineages. And that no one really knows what happened, but you would know that something devastated them and drove them out of their land. And now it's just a desert. You've heard legend that it used to be an oasis. Now it's a desert under volcanic, under volcanic rock. And that was the uh, ancestors of the trolls and orcs? Yes. Essentially? Okay. Nyrex and Windtrek, I would say that you would have to roll smarts at a disadvantage to see if you know anything about this and you're not going to get a lot. It's just, it's not in your history. And unless you have made the concerted effort to speak with orcs over this journey, then you probably wouldn't know much more than what I'm going to give you. Yeah. I, uh, I rolled a five actually. at dis total total. Yeah. Okay. I would say that you've rubbed shoulders enough and even speaking with your troll bodyguard friend, I would say associate. I would think that you are able to piece together that, yeah, this is a significant thing. It's basically their grandpa's, 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 grandpa yeah. that started a town. The town went under, so they left. Gotcha. That's basically what it means to you. Okay. And by the way, he, pro he probably got that from someone other than me because I rolled a zero. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we'll say I studied it in a book at my yeah. time. You know. Yeah. I, I there you go. Maybe felt I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> that, that sounds good. That's great. Yeah. So in doing that, you understand this is a big deal. 
Yeah. He has been led. And this is almost, it's not only like your faith was tested when people would complain like, oh, he's just full of it. He's just trying to keep us going because he invoked the ancestors. But now you realize like this is a big deal. Like no one has been able to really find the Washara with any accuracy for some time. You haven't needed to because you've lived within the nation of Malbanara for so long freely. But with the war, you now have been forced to explore land that hasn't been touched in a few hundred, maybe thousand years. And now you're here. Like, people around you, I want you guys to roll either awareness or smarts. I know I'm, I'm kind of harping on smarts a little bit, but I'm, I want to give you guys the chance to experiment a bit more. Yeah. Uh, for Windtrek, that's a six total. Six total? Yep. For, okay. aware, uh, for awareness. Awareness? Great. For Festig, that is a four for smarts. I got a two Oh, smarts. that's beautiful. Two smarts. Great. <laughs> so in two smarts, I will say that you can kind of gather this is a big deal. Yeah. This is a big deal. For cool. a four, I will say that this is a really big deal, and people really respect him as a leader. With awareness at a six, you realize that some people here might esteem this man to have been touched by the gods in a way that he is now their prophet. Oh, so it's gone beyond like, like the just uh, what just the physical leadership. It's starting to delve into the spiritual leadership yes. of the Felwinger. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Felwinger. Yep. Now, okay. as he's talking to you guys, he's describing some of the goals. Like part of part of his experience in surviving the land and being able to lead you was because of his survival experience himself. He's actually a very skilled woodsman, and he knows what to do in order to survive harsh elements. Desert has been an adjustment to him, but he's been able to do it successfully. Now, you guys know that your goals are water, plants, or wild game, and he is explaining this to you. The shelter is going to be down underground. It'll be cooler down there so we can get out of the sun. Anyone who's feeling sunsick can lay down and rest. But for those that have ability, please stay up. Go find water, whatever you can. And if you can find some desert plants, look for some of these cacti, these cactus bulls. And you that's kind of their nickname. They're literally little spheres, little cactus spheres that can grow as big as 10 feet around. But they kind of bunch up. And when, you, when you're able to break them off, they are full of water. Now, you haven't seen some for some time, but you know that they sprout underground, under the sand. Um, which can be a little tricky, considering that this is glass sand that you're dealing with, volcanic glass sand. But if you can find it, that is some good water. Um, you also need to find plants themselves for nutrition. And around here, because of the experience of his experimenting and other guides that have joined you on the trip, they know that certain plants do provide some nutrients and even some water. The biggest issue for some people that are ill because of the sunsickness, because of the journey, because of age, because of, of being too young even, it'll be game. You need to find some kind of animal or meat to be able to provide sustenance and stew and medicine, bones, marrow, all that, to be able to provide for the needs of those that are ill. And that's literally the branch that we're going to entertain right now. I'm going to give you guys another choice. Now, how you guys choose is going to affect how the story will progress. And I will say, in this situation, splitting the party is not necessarily a bad idea. Okay. There are risks with splitting the party. We can each understand that. Just know that this is going to be, this will provide more insight for you if you choose to split and find either water, plants, or wild game for your nation and to bring people into, into some kind of agreement here. Okay. Some kind of coordination. I think... I think we'll stick together. Is that is everyone okay with that? Yes. Yeah. I think character-wise, okay. since that stormy night, uh, Nyrax has grown to a little bit of respect for Wintrek. So he's mm. been paying more attention to Wintrek and kind of following him in a way. That makes sense. It's like that quiet observation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that okay. night when he saw light, he saw light in Wintrek, so he wants to follow that light. I like that. Now, I'm going to give you guys a choice. 
and we can either roll for it or I can just tell you and you guys can choose. Water is going to be the most important resource for your people. Plants provide some medicinal quality, but are much more rare, so it'll be more difficult to find. And wild game, there might be something underground. You, could, you can kind of do two birds with one stone. But I would dare say that water is the most important thing you can pursue. Uh, in Nyrex, in your, like, uh, what you've, in your expertise, what would you say his scouting expertise is more, like, more tracking or more... Nyrax is more of Doing. an assassin, so okay. he's better at killing. Mm. Okay. But he, he, like, says he's a scout, if okay. that makes sense. So he has the ability to scout, but he's better at... He, he was part of a clan of assassins, basically. So scouting would be the best thing. To be fair, I will say that in, in this situation, this is still technically less than medieval times. You, you know, you have wagons and all of that, but it's still kind of feudalism more than anything. Um, as far as referencing technology and social dynamics and things of that nature. But I would say that because of that, you know basic survival. Like, yeah. you would know how to hunt. You would know how to find water. And Scaladrin are actually better equipped for desert survival because they are partially cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. Your would, people are not the ones getting sick. Yeah. Would would uh, Chameleon be more that, since they're more foresty, jungly. They're not too accustomed to deserts. Yeah, I would think so. You still You have okay. to use a bit more water, but I think that more than anything, you need some sustenance. That's partially why people are starving and yeah. people don't have the fuel to keep pushing through the heat. All that fur can be kind of a bother, especially for yeah, bison yeah. folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Wintrek would suggest to uh, Fistig and Nyrax uh, I just say, um, I I think we can offer maybe our services best as trying to find some some meat, search underground for, uh, or even some wide places of shelter that we can report back. Meat would be nice to have back on the menu. <laughs> I will follow your lead and what you think is best. Well, I will. Um, Inform Tival of uh, our desire and see if he has any additional ideas. But uh, I suppose gather what you need for um, some cave exploration. I Go and hunt. Yes, we hunt. So you say you want to approach Tival? Yes. Once the once the meeting's kind of broken up, and uh, unless unless things are being assigned to people, he, he would. There, there's um, definitely that going on, but he's taking volunteers as well. Tival's kind of the point man to get groups arranged. Okay. So if you want, you can just tell him, hey, we're going to go hunting. Uh, yes, I think that is um, what uh, Wintrek would do. I will say Tival is giving orders, and in between shouting, you notice him pinching the bridge of his nose and closing his eyes tightly as if he has a major headache. Um, beyond that, he's just kind of shouting orders still. He's keeping control. He's helping answer questions. He sees you and hesitates. Wintrek will, seeing his kind of uh, discomfort, will offer him uh, whatever's left in his uh, water uh, water skin. And uh, just kind of hand that, just hand it to him and uh, say, Tival, uh, it's... It's inspiring seeing you uh, lead in this way and organize uh, those who want to help. He will gingerly take your water sack, kind of look you up and down. Finally, he'll uncork it and stick the nozzle in one side of his mouth behind his tusk and slurp on it for a second. He'll wipe his mouth. He hasn't broken eye contact with you this entire time. You don't have to butter me up like that. You know that, right? Yes, uh, I. But I also firmly believe in giving praise where praise is due. Well, it's, it's a kind thought. Thanks. You can tell that if you want to build an association with this guy, it's going to take some social roles. It'll take. It might even take some time. But okay, that encounter where you sided with Fledge has had an impact on your relationship. Yeah. 
And I think I think Wintrek for sure would pick up on that a little bit. So he is a little bit more careful around Tival. Yeah. Um, I was uh, coming to offer uh, my Nyrax and Festeg services as hunters uh, and to explore these cave systems for shelter and for uh, resources if uh, you would need that. You know, I was thinking about it, and I think that that sounds well. It's great. Hey, uh, Grumbjorn! And another orc kind of stomps up. He's got this... It's like Kratos from God of War if his skin was not whitened and instead darkened. Oh, okay. Okay. And he kind of stumbles up to you. He's he doesn't seem like all that put together, but he's definitely here. <laughs> he's he's two more boots on the ground. Yeah. Um Yes, sir, what's going on? I've got these two over here that are looking for something to do. He's uh two of you? Who is the little one? Little lizard guy. Oh, you're here you're, you're here too. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh you these three are gonna join your party to uh, explore the tunnels. Uh they sound like they'd like to do some hunting, so put them to work. Get started, we're losing daylight, we need to get some torches set. And that's he immediately shifts topics, shifts focus. He's got little to no investment in you right now. Yeah. And just continues directing people. He's got work to do. Does he hand the water skin back? <laughs> as a by thought yeah like when you okay. just before he's like oh okay. shoot here you go oh yeah because uh he d- nyrex or uh wintrek definitely wouldn't have reached for it if he didn't hand it back it would have just been his thing <laughs> okay then i'm gonna make a roll to see if he would have remembered he's doing this at <laughs> it's gonna function a little differently a penalty roll but this time we're gonna subtract the second one from the initial result that's not okay. looking good Oh no! That's a negative three. Oh um, gosh! Okay. So that Perfect. water sack is his. Okay. In fact, he goes so far as to hook it onto his belt loop. <laughs> Perfect. I will make a note that I do not have a water skin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that you guys enter into the cave system, and as you do, you have four branches: one far left, one far right, and the two in the center kind of stagger. The one in the center on the left is higher than the one on the right. This is not Wintrek's strong suit, so if, I don't know. Do you guys have anything that might help in... This is Grumbjorn. Grumbjorn is like, All righty, let me see which... Uh, which one of you would like to uh, lead the way here? Oh, no, that's me. That's me. <laughs> um, he'll, like, he'll literally like look at each tunnel repeatedly... Far left, left, right, far right. Far left, left, right, far right. And you realize he's essentially doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. Seeing him um, doing that, can I try to, like, sniff, like, each way to, like, basically we kind of want to do, like, a instinct roll just to kind of try to figure oh, out do if, it. if there's a... Can I do my instinct as well? Absolutely. Help one another if just... This will be... Treat this like advantage, essentially. Okay. I'll, I'll help uh, Nyrex with the... Uh, seven. Wow. With the seven, you recognize the smell of... There's actually two paths. The center left and the far right both have the same smell. It's the smell of, like, a dingy decay, but one that is more iron which you know, being the assassin and being part of this instinctual background that you have and even kind of just this military background that you you have, you would recognize the smell of blood. Yeah. So that decay smell is very irony, like steel and metal, like what you would smell from blood or like a bloody nose or like when you get popped in the mouth and you lose a tooth kind of a thing. That's the smell you're picking up. That's from the center, one of the center paths and the far Center right. left and far right. Did you say one was a stronger smell, though? Or are they both about the same? I would say far right is the stronger smell. Okay. I will uh, go to the guy leading who's doing any mini mini <laughs> mo right now and be like, I would suggest the right path. 
and I'll uh, motion to uh, which one. Who are, who are you? Sorry, what's your name? I am Nyrax Shadowscale. I usually scout for everybody. Pyrite Shadowvale. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, close enough. So, py- Pyre, we're going to have you uh, lead the way for now. Just take us over that way. He's not the brightest bulb in the shed. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's, his, I've noticed. I mean exactly how I said that. He's not the... <laughs> He's so bad. He doesn't. He's the brightest bulb in the box. Doesn't even count. He's not even the right <laughs> area of this analogy to be. But um, he allows you to lead the way, and so you guys kind of trek off into that far right cave. Um, for now, we're going to leave it there. You guys are going to explore the cave as you get back, and so far you have successfully rediscovered the ancestral home of the orcs and trolls, the Wishara, which is now essentially an empty ruins in the desert. Nice. This is Guaranteed Adventures. Running this adventure is Dale from Right on Dale. The players are Tim as Wintrick, Kyle as Nyrax, and Nathan as Festeg. This is a special creator quest we are doing with Dale in a TTRPG system and world he is creating. Check out the episode description for more ways to connect with Dale. 